0: You're listening to Voices of Family, the monthly podcast series from the BC Council for Families. Each month we bring you thought-provoking discussions with notable figures and frontline workers in the family service community. Voices of Family takes you inside family services to hear what's new and on the horizon, making life better for BC families. This is Jennifer Dales, Director of Programs with the BC Council for Families. I am here at the Healthy Families Brighter Futures Conference in Vancouver talking with John Hoffman. John is a writer whose Uncommon Sense column is the most popular section in today's parent magazine. John has also written extensively on fatherhood and serves as communications coordinator for the Father Involvement Research Alliance. We asked John to talk with us today about supporting parents. John, you have some provocative ideas about helping parents to parent. Can you tell us why you think it is that we are confusing parents?
1: Well, part of the reason that parents are confused is because there's been an explosion in the amount of information that's available. And that's not just true with parents. That's true in all areas of like health promotion and mental health promotion, you know, rules for daily living. Mm-hmm. And some of the information is coming out of single issue silos. So, somebody might be giving advice about baby teeth but actually, it impacts breastfeeding. But these people don't know anything about breastfeeding. They don't realize even that their advice might impact mothers who are breastfeeding. Uh, or or you get people that are interested to, uh, about um, in preventing allergies, giving advice about starting solids. And starting solids is about so much more than, than, than just preventing allergies. Another example is people who are more interested in getting attention than they are giving people advice. So they want to make it sound like quite often, frankly, these are in university communications device, uh, communications departments, and they write a provocative headline and put a provocative phrase that gets attention and often twists the meaning of a study. All kinds of media people just cut and paste that press release, it goes out, and we had one, uh, an egregious example recently of a study that, uh, and the Huffington Post's headline was, Helicop- hovering helicopter parents stifling children 's activity or something like that and it was and actually in this study they didn 't measure parents' uh, behavior at all all they did was they were watching kids in playgrounds and they recorded whether parents were present or not and but but this was widely disseminated as if there was some parenting advice here, and it was all about getting attention so there 's all kinds of ways in which information is confusing and often troubling parents and I think that's that 's a form of harm mm-hmm.
0: So, by overemphasizing sharing information and um, parenting strategies without context, we're basically just overwhelming parents and, in a sense, crippling them with all of this sort of what to do and what to fear and what's wrong, and it's isolated from the bigger picture of life.
1: I mean, it's not a completely black and white thing. I know parents who savvy parents who are who know who are good at digesting information sifting through it right. they have strong beliefs they have a strong support system they can handle the information well they're well informed and that they feel they feel it's empowering but there's other people a good classic example is people who are struggling with night waking and they get you know i'm involved in a study um based in the University of Regina and we surveyed well we did an internet survey of parents about their experiences with night waking and sleep t- training and then they did some in-depth interviews and there was one parent that said i eventually just had to stop reading mm-hmm. advice it was it wasn't helping me at all mm-hmm. and another parent said well the advice was all the way from ferberize you know let your kid cry it out to attachment parenting you just be small no matter what mm-hmm. and she's and i think that one of the big problems in the sleep stuff with night parents that have kids that are waking up is there betwixt and in between they're not totally comfortable they want their kids to sleep tonight but they're not totally comfortable with uh, the FERB approach and they're not totally comfortable maybe with the tasha and, and they're kind of like you, you know those experiences that they did with dogs where no matter what they did they got a shock and they just eventually lay down it, like learned it's kind of almost like a learned helplessness so so information can sometimes like that can sometimes cause distress for parents mm-hmm. rather than helping them.
0: and so What can we do? Um, You suggest we focus on offering parents support as opposed to um, offering them more and more information. So Mm -hmm. how is that different, offering support? How do you envision that, I guess?
1: Well, yeah, I think we put way too much, we're betting way too much on information as a way to solve parenting problems, and parents need support. And that's everything from just someone to hang out with, to share your troubles with, or share your, your ups and downs with, Uh, someone to come and look after your kids, someone to come and cook meals for you after you've had a baby. Um, Just all the kinds of support that that just sort of fell naturally into place in society when people spent more time at home.
0: Um, Part of the problem with that approach seems to me that it's difficult to quantify that type of support, whereas um, you can see uh, funders and... um, perhaps government being more supportive of the approach where we're doing education but when we talk about doing support to parents it seems softer and it seems like something that shouldn't be funded like why shouldn't the community why can't your family do that for you why should i pay out of my taxes for someone to come and just talk with you when when even though this may have a much more profound effect on a parent so part of the problem here I think seems to be that it's difficult to make a case for that support versus the education approach.
1: Yeah, I think the case can be made. What what people like to do when they talk about evidence, of like an evidence base, they like to sort of have an intervention that's very clearly defined it as a start and an end and a structure that's the same every single time, right? And then shortly after that they measure an outcome, you know, <laughs> whether parents report feeling more confident or whether they... They give them a test of child development knowledge or parenting strategies or something, and they show that they, they learned something, and that's good. Whereas support works in a more holistic, uh, systemic way that's harder to measure. But I met a woman recently who started this amazing network of supports. Just she and another woman, they started this support network that's mushroomed. It's now in five the chapters in five different cities in Ontario. And... I said to her, and, and actually it was in the preparation for the talk I'm giving today. said, "But this is what resource centers were designed to do in Ontario to get the. Why couldn't you get the support from resource centers?" And she said, "Because I went to my Ontario years earlier center, and there was a structure. There was a structured activity where people were down on the floor, and you do it with your child, and then there was circle time." And then you went home and she said, you could be there for two hours and not even say hi to anybody. And nobody introduced me to any other parents. And what I really needed, what I was crying, this woman had postpartum depression. What she was really crying out for was just another month to hang. Someone who understood her experience. And, she, and, 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 and anybody yeah. who's ever had kids knows the value of this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's easily measured. But there are, so it's not, it's really hard to put together an intervention around support that you can quantify the support you gave, and then quantify the effect immediately after. Mm-hmm. But there are, there are numerous uh, different kinds of studies that show in, in various ways that support, like Jay Belsky, who is a, an eminent child development researcher, says one of the key determinants of parenting. It's basically all about stresses and social supports. And so what social supports do is amel- ameliorate stresses. Stresses mm-hmm. are normal, mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. knows that when there's too much stress, it's not good. Social support can prevent stress, and it can also ameliorate it. So it Mm -hmm. improves parenting. And and there's research that shows that, uh, for example, something like breastfeeding, which is a very important public health goal, that women who are stopping early or stopping early due due to lack of support, and support from their partners, for example, increases the rate of success in breastfeeding. There's evidence that shows that when you support couples with their relationship, And when they become more supportive of each other within the family relationship, they parent better. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't teach them parenting skills, mm-hmm. so actually support, I, I think, can accomplish a lot of the things we want to accomplish with information. That doesn't mean we throw information out. Information is still important, right. and there's so much of it out there. It's a really important job in in deconstructing, which I'm glad of because that's how I make my living. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but uh, so but providing support. Su- Accomplishes some of the goals that we try to accomplish through education Mm -hmm.
0: So What advice would you have for someone who works with families? So someone who's in the field right now, how would you? um, recommend that they might change their practice or thinking um, in their work with parents so that they can provide that supportive role that you are um Suggesting is so
1: key. Okay, I, I, I want to preface this by saying I'm not an expert in practice and, and I, I don't presume to really tell people who practice with families what they do and I also suspect that most of them know what I'm talking about they have that emphasis and, 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 anyway. and understand that and know, like when I say that they'll say yes, it's true and they know from experience right. that it's true and they try, I'm, I'm guessing that they try to do it but I also think they're being pushed in the direction
0: mm-hmm.
1: away from that And I think they have to, I think maybe part of their task becomes they have to protect those Mm -hmm. kinds of what I call softer, harder to measure Mm -hmm. uh, kinds of support services. And I think some, I would hope that some leaders start to advocate for we do more and better, find better ways to research mm-hmm. and provide an evidence, mm-hmm. a, a stronger evidence, more convincing evidence base mm-hmm. for the, the value of support. But I think that they just have to keep reminding themselves that support is really important. It's reminding themselves of what they already know yeah. because forces are pushing them in the direction of these more objective and educational interventions.
0: Right, yeah, I can I can see that a lot of the people that are working with parents this is their focus anyway, so it becomes more about advocating um, to the decision makers right. about what is important, and yeah. not picking up, you know, the new this or the new that or some formal sort of program, but sticking with what we know is really working.
1: But if you know, if if you got, you know, if you're working one-on-one, for example, with a mother who's struggling, I suspect, and and, and I can't make a sweeping statement that applies in every situation, but mm-hmm. I su- suspect suspect that a lot of the times. If you go in there and you try and give her parenting strategies, they're not really going to measure. In some cases, they're not going to register, and she's not going to be able to act on them because she doesn't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. But if you hold her hand, so to speak, go in, hang out with her, give her some social support, maybe help her with her kids, like help her do some some stuff that clears her mind and and her spirit to be able to parent better to focus on the and, and yeah. to, to focus on the other things because people yeah. just when they're not. When they're really lacking in support, it's going to be really hard for them mm-hmm. to take in information. Mm-hmm. And, and I, again, I don't think I'm telling people who work with families anything they don't already know. No. But I think they just have to—they have to fight for that in their practice.
0: So, can you tell us a little bit about when it was that you started to think about this sort of? A- um, conflict between focusing on parenting skills versus parenting support
1: well honestly Jennifer it was when you asked me to do this presentation <laughs> and and you asked me to do something interesting and somewhat provocative and mm-hmm. somehow that got me thinking and I realized that this had been on my back burner right. for years I I've been focusing on information i had been it had been driving me crazy some of the information that mm-hmm. parents are get are being fed and um, I had well and I also was influenced by the study that Investing Kids did where they and that resonated with something that I'd already been thinking about. Mm-hmm. And some of the other studies I'd looked at and I and but I began to put it together and realize that basically we're spending too much energy on telling parents what to do mm-hmm. and not enough to just simply helping them and supporting them. Mm-hmm. So the on one one level I've, been pull, I've only been pulling this together for like about three months, but on the other hand, it's been percolating in my mm-hmm. mind for about fifteen years.
0: Well, it's sort of the approach of your column, the unco- uh, uncommon sense, right? That you're sort of um, cutting through all of the all of the stuff coming at people to share your ideas, well, right?
1: I, I also had another experience uh, two years ago that I just remembered, that and I, a, a little story. That sometimes when people find out that I write for Today's Parent they treat me as if I know something. Right. right. They think I know things. And, and and sometimes it's, they're maybe they're a little intimidated. So, like, I met this, well, it was a woman I already knew, and she had twins. And we, I'm a, in my other life, I'm a fiddle player, Irish fiddle player. And I went to this Irish fiddle workshop. And this woman's husband was the teacher of the workshop. workshop and she's a fiddle player herself. And mm-hmm. she came came to this workshop every year. Well, one year she came with her twins that were like seven months old. Mm -hmm. So this was, she was this took place in a big house. There's about 40 people there, only two kids, her kids, right? Mm -hmm. And twins. So new parenthood, right? This is a situation where she could have felt like the entire eyes of the world were on her. Uh, She had two kids. It could have been very stressful, right? Mm -hmm. And anyway, the beginning of the, she came up to me at the beginning of the weekend weekend and we talked and she said, uh, so... uh, what advice do you have for me? And I, I always deflect that question, Because okay? right. I don't know anything about them or their kids, and it's, right. I'm not going to give them advice. And and I said I made a joke. I said, Ah, we'll just try and get enough sleep. I don't know. You know, I I sort of mm-hmm. laughed it off. And then over the course of the weekend, I watched how much how supportive this community of people were to her. People were always offering to hold the babies, mm-hmm. so she and Patrick could 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 eat mm-hmm. their their lunch. Um, one day she wanted to go, after she wanted to attend one of the sessions, and these two guys, one of them a young childless guy and his 30-something guy, another guy about my age, grandfather age, they strapped the babies into carriers and went, went off with them for about an hour and a half outside, went on this long walk. And, and the interesting thing was a situation where Ju- Julie could have been stressed and intimidated, she was glowing. Mm-hmm. And really happy. And at the end of the weekend, I, when I said goodbye to her, I said, "You know what? I actually do have advice for you." I said I didn't, and I, I said, "Did you see what happened this weekend when all these people were supportive? Did you see the, I saw the effect it had on you. Mm-hmm. Did you see the effect it had on you? That's my advice to you. Get as much surround yourself as much as you can with people like that. Get as much support as you can. And if you do that, I'm convinced you're that's going to do more for your parenting than anything I could tell you about child development or parenting strategy. Mm-hmm. So. It has been percolating mm-hmm. for a few years, and I and and I'm sort of, I'll, I'll still be deconstructing information, but every chance I get, I'll be talking to parents about the importance of support.
0: Right. So, I mean, it's essentially building a community, so a caring yep. community around us. And that
1: and that can be a real challenge these days. Mm-hmm. It's more of a challenge than it used to be, and certainly for my mother, um, she just lived in a she lived in a neighborhood where all the moms were at home, and they all had young kids, and they all hung out, and they looked after each other's kids and had coffee while the kids played mm-hmm. and uh, that helped them be good parents.
0: Yeah. It's so much of it has to do with the time poverty that people have to yep. really build these connections. Yep. Because you want to have the trust component to these sorts of relationships which takes time. So
1: Yeah, well people are doing it online now. Mm-hmm. And and quite effectively. Like I can not I get a lot of my when I write for Today's Parent, most of the parents that I Interview come from I post on Today's Parent forums. Mm -hmm. Say I need someone to talk about this, and and I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with parents on the Today's Parent forum, where they tell me about something they found out about. I said, Where'd you hear about that? Oh, from another mom on the forum. Mm -hmm. And it's just that it's that over the back fence, yeah, kind of information. It's it's happening in cyberspace now, and so people are finding new support networks, and so it's not like parents have no no support, but I. I think support is changing, and in yeah. a lot of cases, it's becoming more challenging, and there's a the risk that the people that need it the most may not find, may have a hard time finding it. That's, right. they're, they're, they're actually, I don't wanna make it sound like parents have no support, because there are parents yeah. who have quite a bit, mm-hmm. but, and they're usually doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, so I guess that, I mean, for parents, uh, as much as possible to seek out that support in whatever way works for them. Yep. So find, and, and, find the strategy that works. And as professionals, if we, if we work with parents who we, who we think are somewhat isolated, to try and work with them, to connect them to something that's going to work for yep, them. Yep, and, and, and always
1: remind them. parents that, that support is really going to help your parenting. It's, it's not just going to make you enjoy your day a little more. It's going to mm-hmm. help your parenting. And, yeah. and I think that's a really important for, me, for, message for parents to get from everybody. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, John, so much for um, sharing your thoughts with us today. On behalf of the BC Council for Families and our voices of family listeners, I would like to thank you um, for adding to our understanding of this issue. Um, John, if people want to connect with you uh, to find out more about the work that you're doing, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, there are several ways. I have a lot of my articles archived on, on todaysparent.com, I uh, a lot of, you know... My website, so, so to speak these days, is the FIRA website, www.fira.com. It's about father involvement. Mm-hmm. and uh, Or people can follow me on Twitter, and my Twitter name is Uncommon John.
0: Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, thank you so much um, again. And to our listeners, I hope that you also will connect with us at the BC Council for Families through our website, which is www.bccf.ca. wraps it up for this episode of voices of family check the bc council for families website next month for another episode on the latest in family services at www.bccf.ca thanks and see you next time